Welcome to a special Social Suplex breaking news audio. Not really breaking news, but you know how it is here at the Social Suplex. We do as we do here. I'm Danny Kukor. I'm here with my boy, One Nation Radio, AEW rapper, and extraordinaire, Rich Lotta. How you doing, brother? Glad to be here, man. Uh, Big subject, big topic here uh, with Cody Rhodes, and uh, glad to uh, rejoin the show. Yeah, it's not a great match generator, but it's actually a uh, it it's it, it's a more important look at what actually is happening in the wrestling industry here right. because we saw like like the whole Observer was like. <laughs> This thick observer was so long because it was the awards issue. So you're watching AEW dominate everything. It won like 22 awards, and then the Kobe section is like for people that get upset with Dave. Like Dave, just he's so thorough. He's so like covered. Like covers just every angle of the thing, even stuff that you're not sure really should even be in there. Like there was a, a section about um, Kobe's possible political aspirations and how could this affect him. It's like why is that in there? But it, Dave is Dave, so yeah, um, Dave is stuff Dave. Like that. So we have to cover but, everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, I sort of want to get into my theory, and I tweeted this out my thread on Twitter, which I have pinned on my Twitter, at DJD Kooks. I let sort of think... What, let, let, let them know what happened first. If Cody Rhodes is leaving AEW. Yeah. That's the biggest story in wrestling as we speak right now. I sort of assumed if they're clicking on this, but I make an ass out of you and me. But um... My theory on this was um, Cody's days were numbered once Punk came in, CM Punk. He was no longer able to get the feuds he wanted. All he could do, he, he had to do was turn heel. He put himself out of the title picture with him losing that feud to MJF. He couldn't, we couldn't get Cody Omega, Cody Mox, which there was an interesting tidbit in the Observer about that, which we're going to get to. He got booed because he was natural at being healed, but he refused to turn. Him putting himself out of the title picture was calling him for being in AEW long term. He could never be a top guy. 2019 Cody is not 2022 Cody. At the time, Cody thought he was being unselfish, but it ended up screwing him in the end. His ego also screwed him. I also I used partial words for that one. Um, he saw himself as a bigger star, and maybe in 2019 he is. But in 2022, with CM Punk and Brian Daniels and the star AEW has, he's at best fifth on the totem pole. Plus, Tony Khan is so good at his status, he, his status would have flustered. In WWE, he's probably the third biggest guy, but I said biggest, but he's going to be presented as the biggest guy. Um, to WWE, Cody is the best person they can get right now, and they think he'll be presented with ideas that can keep everybody fresh. What WWE real, doesn't realize is Tony Khan keeps AEW running, not Cody. Yes, Cody's stuff was the best thing on screen in AEW, but Tony Khan is the visionary. 
Plus, Cody will get more money. And Tony Khan saw the value of other guys over him. And I think that's what Cody got offended over. Your reaction to that whole? Um, I think there's some stuff in there that uh, that are maybe solid points. Um, I think, however, like the, the whole deal with him pulling himself out of the title picture uh, and it being this unselfish act. And that's like the public marketing of it. Right. Uh, I always kind of had a different view on that. And then seeing how this whole thing has played out and the Cody verse and everything else, the separate camps, the, uh, you know, the world that Cody isolated himself in him never really going around the top six people because, you know, he would, chances are he would have to lose to them because they would, he would be a, a, essentially a very high level gatekeeper that kind of forced him to wrestle lower members on the roster. So, uh, and this was his idea. This wasn't Tony's idea to put this stipulation on him. However, um, it also was known that Tony Khan's first four champions were decided before the company ever started or, you know, a show was booked. So for me, it's not really all that unselfish to uh, challenge or not challenge for the championship when it was never meant for you. So right. like, all that all that does is you've taken a bunch of money matches off the table uh, for whatever reason, whether you don't want to lose to anyone at the top or you have like personal issues where you don't want to work with somebody like uh, the him and Kenny stuff. I thought in the observer was pretty fascinating when Dave was saying, because he kind of gave it away without really giving it away because Dave just won't say they don't get along. Like he says that, you know, the the Bucks and Cody were, were cool for the most part and they would, you know, work together on business. But Rhodes and Kenny, they don't have a relationship outside of business and only really get together to discuss business. But when I look at the history of AEW, there was no business. So right. um, so that's, that's a mighty convenient way to uh, avoid somebody. Uh, and also, uh, you know, and it, I don't know whose side it was on, but chances are, um, you know, you look at when the company first started, they were both baby faces. They wouldn't be, be in each other's way. It was almost like a Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart thing. If you guys are both heels, there's no reason for you guys to wrestle for most of the time. Where you guys are both baby faces, there's no reason for you both to wrestle. And then, like, the Cody, you know, title uh thing that's like you know down the road there's if you can't challenge for the title and he knows kenny's going to be the champ for a year that's kind of convenient um and you know on one nation radio i you know kind of get into uh, conspiracy theories about you know wrestling and what people are really trying to do and all my signals are going off right now with uh what cody was doing um i think it also came to you know like with all that the uh you know his sequestering himself into the cody verse uh the last like seven months it's been no secret he's kind of struggled with his crowd reaction there's some people that will claim that this is exactly what they were going for this is the desired reaction i disagree because there was a lot of baby faces they had him in there against they would put him out there against dan lambert and it would be you know a disaster of a segment uh the crowd would side with lambert um, he he just started struggling around that Agogo feud, and I would argue he's been struggling since uh, you know he put over Darby Allen for the final time or the only time um, in full gear 2020. And after that, he was kind of like lost. And that Cody Burst stuff, like the Agogo feud, feud, feud flopped, and the Malachi Black kind of kind of one kind of 
underwhelmed after a while. Him and Andrade was, you know, it was cool, but it wasn't really there. He kind of regained, you know, a better form when he was around the TNT title again, but I think it was too late. And I think he inadvertently tanked his own value in kayfabe by like this real life thing, which like when it was time to sign you, and it was like, yo, you want the 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 paycheck of like someone uh you know that's the number one or two star in the company it's like when you're tk you're like i can't give you that because i can't use you at the top and i'm not breaking my stipulations and then thinking about how he's never been around any of the people i've heard all these people talk about these matches they didn't get to do and it was like on tk and it's like if i can't use you at the top all i'm gonna do is weaken you anyway so we might as well just keep you down where you're you know, could be semi-useful, which was helping other people um, ascend. And, I'll, you know, I think he's a bit overrated in that regard, like, as far as, like, you know, people have said he's this star maker and all this other stuff. I'm like, I mean, the guy that turned out to be what looks like his moral enemy is, is a bigger star creator for me. Look who the world champion is right now. So um, I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's a lot to this. Uh, and then you, you look at it and it's like, well, if I can't get everything I want out of AEW, if you're Cody, which means uh, either the raise or like the booking power um, philosophy, all that stuff, like he, there's nothing in it here for him, like at that level, because right. he's going to be at the same or just continue to go lower as all the new signings keep coming in. So the best move for him, like, is the move that he didn't really choose to make, but he just kind of, Got kind of forced to make. He, he, he was kind of forced to make that move. That well, I guess I'll call WWE, and then of course WWE will be like, "Hell yeah, we'll take you." Like like AEW's been taking the wrestlers for three years, so he'll break the bank. He'll he'll get like a you know he will fail up off of this essentially, and uh, you know him going to WWE is crapshoot. Anything can happen. The smart move would be for them to push him as a top star and have him as the WWE champion by SummerSlam, right? Right, but but do you have faith that they will? No, yeah, yeah, they're not really known for doing the smart thing. But um, yeah, man, what do you think about like the the whole uh, Cody and Kenny thing? Um, I think the whole Cody Kenny thing is sort of like this whole dynamic of like trying to one up one upmanship. You know, it's a whole deal of like this guy is here so i'm gonna one-up him mm-hmm. and and like cody wasn't on kenny's love ever so there was that professional jealousy there i, f- I feel like it's a story as old as time it's like two guys think they're better than the other other so and you know they, they dressed it up i think for as long as they could and then people started seeing it and there was no taking it back and i and i feel like there's just all these um like these breadcrumbs and you know i'm not going to do it but i feel like there's a study to be had like looking back at all their promos and the stuff that cody would just start saying that you know kenny wouldn't even really like buy into like when um it was the first promo of the pandemic and cody was talking about the one and one a star and all this other stuff it's like what are you talking about like we're all worried about the pandemic and the world ending and you know all this other shit but it's just um, Cody wanted yeah. his tension, which is, you know, he was in the I'll never turn and they, he was like playing with that tension and that tension just like led him out of the company. And I, 
in in September, I, I like we on One Nation Radio, we've been chronicling this Cody Rose thing extensively. Every time it would go really bad, it would be like a come to Jesus segment on One Nation Radio, trying to diagnose everything that's going wrong. And in September, I was like, he keeps fucking around with this. I could see him out of the company. I never imagined it would be that fast, like within four months of me saying that. But um, this is a good reminder, I think, for everybody. Like the the great utopia that um, AEW has kind of marketed itself as. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's wrestling like and this is a good reminder for everybody like there's going to be uh you know competition for spots for money egos going at it but uh i think you know for the most part like aw's managed like i've heard more positive stories out of aw than yeah i hear about yeah. most companies right but yeah. you know it was yeah. bound to happen somewhere it, it was bound to happen somewhere and you know he, he threw a brandy in it and that's like a whole nother uh, element to this and I don't want to you know get too much I feel like Cody's like the main story but the Brandy stuff is it it, it seems like it was just like yeah, it's like hey like Tony was like I can get rid of two headaches at once I'll go ahead and do that like and it, the the interesting thing is like the Tony letting the option not pick up because he could have rolled the option over and kept him but um Feel like he sensed Cody was unhappy and was like, "Yo, I'll just let you out." Right, and into that aspect, he is an honorable employer, you know, because he's like, "You're unhappy, you're gone." It's not like yeah. it's not like anything like anything personal or anything like that. It's more like you're unhappy, you're gone, and here and you're gone and. There's nothing more to it. There's nothing like, like what, what more could I have offered you in Tony's case to that I could offer like, 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 like realistically that it's going to make Cody happy. I Um, think Cody was really stuck on the booking thing and he's very hands-on and uh, the sports illustrated piece that they come out i believe it was barrasso that said something about you know him losing that cody losing that booking power that he thought was you know possibly on the table was a bigger loss than anything he took in the ring and i don't know man i kind of like the tony conway right because with that you're going to a company now who controls every aspect of everything you do like they control that's the you, irony of you work. right right and, and I, I guess like you know there's a you know maybe there's a feeling for cody that he'll do he'll eat the shit in wwe but he's not going to eat the shit in AEW because he you know was a founding father uh per, per se but right it's you know I, I think it's like ultimately, I think AEW is going to be fine. They're going to be able to slide people right into, uh, you know, Kobe's role. I think there was a uh, feeling in the air on Dynamite where people were going out there just, and it was like every person that came out there was just more over than the last one. And there were no weird reactions to, to people. And it was like, wow, this is like straight baby faces and heels like the old days of dynamite where there's not like this part of the show that everyone's just like, what is happening, happening. There's no car crash going on. And I think, um, you know, in 
you know, I, I don't I don't think AEW got worse off this, especially with all the new talent that's that's coming in. And yeah. this is good. Switch, switching switching people up because like there could be a day like you know Kenny's contract comes up next year. Could you know something similar like this happen to him? I don't see it. I feel like he would. I feel like TK is like would break the bank to keep Kenny personally, but you never know. It could happen. Kenny could be in Cody's shoes next year. Where it's like, you look around and like, I don't know, um, you know, if we're going to pay you this much going forward. But I think like personally, I feel like the bucks and Kenny mean a little bit more to, uh, to a, like a lot of AW fans and Cody's like always been, he's always been the wwe guy like right right and you know he, he's built a sizable fan base on, on his own and i, I don't want to take that away from him but uh, you know the like we lose some bleeding in the middle of the show and some you know some some of the like old school stuff that, that he was doing but i feel like he should have we, we still have that with daniels and we still have that with mox right. so it's and, like and we're and not man, losing that aspect of the show Per se, we're losing it with Cody. That's the only person we're losing it with. Right. And, you know, I think Cody should have played it a lot smarter. Like, I feel like there's no excuse for him not doing a program with Mox at some point. Um, There's no excuse with him not wrestling Hangman before he was the champion. It was like, you know, I, it only leads me to think he didn't want to necessarily lose clean to these people. Like he'll let, he'll let someone beat them if there was, they're unhooking a belt from a ladder, uh, you know, if, if they spit and missed at him or something right. or, or squash him in, in like four minutes to where it looks like, you know, he was blindsided or something, he'll take that. But, you know, these weren't like, like there was like one real loss for him where he had a lengthy match where it was like 18, 20 minutes. The guy just comes out, beats him clean. And it was Darby for the TNT title after he had lost him like three times already. Everything after that, or besides that, you're looking at ref stoppages, uh, diamond ring in the face with the diamond ring. Um, you know, <laughs> just, just a lot of buffoonery anytime he would lose. Right. So like, that goes back to the star creator thing. It's like, you know, he had a great hand in helping Darby. Won't take take that away from him. But everyone else after that, like the Sammy thing, like Sammy Guevara was doing awesome already. Uh, Cody may have helped a bit, but, you know, it wasn't like he laid his shoulders down for him. So <laughs> there's, it, it just, yeah. you know, for me, it feels different. But um, I don't know, man. Like it, it's a new day, a new era. And I, I'm pretty excited for it. And, no, yeah, uh, I, I feel like it reinvigorates AEW because at the same time, you can't, you can't tell me like the new stars coming in aren't as fresh because Cody was getting old after a while. Very still. That's why people started booing. Yeah. So it's not like, and that wasn't happening with Kenny. That wasn't happening with the Bucks. Yeah, because smartly, they, they turned themselves early to like avoid anything like that and uh i think people got a real education on who the the political masterminds are kind of and you know everyone always just assumed the guy in the suit had it all figured out but maybe it was the guy in the shorts and the or the guys in the shorts and tank tops that had it all figured out uh how, how to you know navigate you know the fan reaction the the backstage the owner the booker um but I think Cody right and I don't think like like the box that dark order segment you know that mm-hmm. end of 2019 thing 
that could have really gone sour for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And and let's remember that was a Bucks set that right. that that the Bucks they turned. They're hotter than ever. You know they win tag team of the year two years in a row. You know and they feel like they're a top drawing act again. They win match of the year two years in a row. It's like the Bucks never stopped because yeah. because they took it upon themselves to say this is a wake up call. <clears throat> right. Um, I am looking forward to seeing uh, you know Cody shows back up at WWE what his presentation looks like if uh, you know it reinvigorates their environment that first promo that he does I'm gonna definitely check it out and see yeah. you know what it, what it looks like what it feels like uh, I just have no confidence in you know where it could go for him uh, I feel like you know an easy story you know would be like him and you know someone like a Seth Rollins or something like uh, you know Seth Rollins is Mr. Standup for WWE so let let him fight you know Cody if it was me I would have Cody go over him at WrestleMania and then like build up Cody for you know SummerSlam and they're going to be in, in a stadium I think for yeah. money in the bank they're going to be a stadium for money in the bank you know he can win the money in the bank briefcase he can you know outright challenge for the belt whatever you got to do I feel like it would be like Vince McMahon's being handed something he hasn't had in a long time, which is somebody that's seen as a star, right? Right. And that's like, you know, Cody's 36 years old, I think. So he's even younger than most of their main eventers, which is interesting because they've, they, they took, you know, they, they had Brian Danielson. You would think, oh yeah, fresh out of retirement, we're going to push him to the moon. And it just took, a long time it felt like it felt like you know it was a mercy heel turn to do it and you know all that other shit but um they should be able to do something with kobe this big man was gift like this and you never know what he can do now if this was like 2005 man you may think you can hit this out of the park you know this is 2022 vince mcmahon and I, with the output, seeing Happy Corbin and Madcap, <laughs> I'm like, when I saw that in the world, it was my first time seeing Madcap Moss. Yeah. I'm uh, like, bro. It, it, it could fully go down. They could book him against Otis. And then, you know, it's, we're, we're, la- we're pointing and laughing at that point. But um, I don't know, man. Like, like what do you what do you think of um you know like uh the fact that cody like what first what do you think of the stipulation like you know what do you think that effect or the stipulation the effect the stipulation had on how he was perceived and like you know I, i think how he was perceived it was a double entendre. Like the people who knew, like really knew, like booed him. People who really knew booed him, were sticking to that. People who cheered him and wanted to be by his side, you know, it was a double entendre. And it was a big shade of gray. And it ended up being like a cluster F the entire time he was in the company. Because 
it screwed up a lot of things because he, like, no one knows how he could be presented. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate because he he had, he really had a lot going for him in 2019, and I think that um, he got long in the tooth, and then he never had like you know he's always seen himself as as the star like as an ace and i i just don't you know if he turns heel he's gotta he will lose at the end of the day and then i I, and i think that would have been beneficial for him like personally like you know let some people go over you like like at the very beginning you know like like and uh, it's, it's the thing it's like bro like the bucks were putting everybody over in the beginning kenny was putting over everyone in the beginning and then they always had somewhere to like rise back from um cody he was just like he made himself this quote-unquote tragic figure like so early on it was like there was never another way and i'd be interested to to know and I don't think we'll ever know this if Cody asked to break the stipulation during like negotiations or something. And Tommy was like, no, like we're not going back on that and lying to the fans and stuff like that because um, it would be fascinating. Uh, let's just say I, 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 w- I, would, I would think he did. I would think 100. I, I, I would put money on that and say 100% he asked to break that stipulation. And Tony Khan would say, hell no, because, because Tony Khan, one thing that Tony Khan does do is he sort of stokes, he doesn't believe his fans are dumb, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, if this was WWE, they would think his, their fans would forget in like two years and, and that ain't happening with AEW fans. Yeah, and, and I think AEW is just generally under a like on a, on a uh, they're under a bigger microscope than like WWE. They can just have terrible shows after terrible shows, and no one cares. But um, something AEW happens is like you know, company's right. closing. So right, it's not going to happen. Tony knows that. Tony knows that, and he's like, I'm not letting anything like that can be criticized be criticized on my watch. It's amazing that he actually like let Cody like go, um, you know, let him walk, and you know, there's a budget that's that's in place, and you know, a lot of people always call Tony Khan this money mark and all this other stuff, and it's like, it sounds like somebody that has a keen idea of like value and um, planning around television contracts, and there's gonna be a lot of people due for a raise, uh, you know, coming up, and I think that. Um, you know they're going. This to, was a mo- <laughs> if this was a money mark, Tony would have Tony would have signed Cody. Yeah, he would have signed him for five million dollars and never been able to use him as a top star, which would have been dumb. Waste some money. Um, so like, and I think their television deal runs through the end of twenty twenty three, which is why I think Kenny took that four year deal because if you see down the road, like oh the second TV contract will go that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Um, pretty interesting times, man. So, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just though the Kenny and the Bucks they took those options and they, they, they said, yeah, because because they're more valuable to AEW than Cody is. A, B, 
those TV rights deals. We don't know that bubble's going to burst, first off. Um, you know, and it's like, 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 what are you going to do if the bubble bursts? Like, 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 these are the questions that Tony Khan has to factor in. And that's why Chris Harrington's employed there. Right. Chris Harrington's take all that. So, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much all I really got on it. Like, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure you guys check out, like, I'm going to be on One Nation Radio and I'm going to like, I'm going to light them up but in another way. Uh, I wanted to do two kind of different, you know, takes on it. So this is like my more like straight laced, hey, here's my thoughts on the situation. One Asian Radio, we are coming for the jokes. We are coming for no and like and like the the asinine t- takes by wrestling media, it's just been what, what have you seen? I've seen I've seen like some asinine takes like 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 Cody like Co- Cody's the reason why the ratings have been tanking, stuff like that. Okay. Okay, buddy. Think about it like this. Um, AW already has plenty of experience operating without Cody Rhodes. He, like that's, you know, he's he's gone on several hiatuses and filming things and missing pay-per-views. Like it's already happened. So, you know, I don't think they'll miss a beat. I don't think they'll miss a beat either. It's just like, it's just like they. I, 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 it probably happened this week where where it, it happened because the rating was bad. Yeah, it was a yeah. legitimately bad rating this week. Right, right. But I and like some of the take takes like like it's just like like trying to figure out like figure out like 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 if they should have signed him keeping him there trying to justify him staying there you know it's just like asinine on both ends would you ever predicted that you know there, there's always been people like trying to figure out who the first like jump from aw to wwe would be Did you ever think it would be cody part of me would have said yes because really why is that because part of me would have been like Cody wasn't always comfortable. Wasn't part of me would have been like, no. Cody wasn't always comfortable with, you know, being a second fiddle. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, he was top guy, top shelf, you know. 2019 Cody. That's where he wants to be. The biggest fish in the goddamn pond. And he's not that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on it. Yep. Where can people find you, Rich? Yeah, um, you guys can find me uh, at richlatta 32 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on One Nation Radio, uh, co-host with James Boyd. Uh, we normally stream Monday nights on Twitch, so join us for the live Twitches. You can see Danny in there sometimes. Join us in the comment section, uh, giving us some, some good laughs to keep going. And, uh, yeah, make sure you guys keep listening to uh, Great Match Generator.
Yes, great match generator on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I think I think next episode is going to be done next week because it, it's just I've been busy a lot. Like like work has been hell with it. Hell, not like hell, but you know what I mean. It's it's like getting a job done, watching matches. It's hard, you know, to sit down for two hours and watch a mat, watch like four matches. But me and Adam Yeri get it done and it's always a fun time and i am at djd kooks on twitter follow the network at social suplex and follow the rest of the boys keeping it strong style apex suplex AEW match guide everybody and they'll do it Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.